All Joel Thornton ever wanted, all Patrick Marlowe ever needed, is here in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Pittsburgh Penguins can be very scary. Yes, you heard that correctly. The San Jose Sharks and the Pittsburgh Penguins are facing off in the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm your NHL writer and host, Kyle McKenna. Thanks for joining me again, everyone. And to those new listeners, if you'd like to have a question uh, answered over my NHL podcast here or in an article of mine, you can always tweet at me over Twitter at McKenna underscore TLT5. And just be sure to use the hashtag McKenna's Digest and I will get right to it. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. But before I get into anything, uh, we're going to answer some phone calls. So I believe our first caller is Anthony from North Jersey. Hello. Hey, Anthony from North Jersey. You're on McKenna's NHL podcast. What's going on? Hey, Kyle. How you doing? Um, so yeah, I just want to talk to you a little bit about the coaches. I know they might not be in the limelight here too much. A lot of people are talking about the players in the series right now. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, what's going on with uh, Pete DeBoer out west and Sullivan in Pittsburgh is, is surely something pretty pretty rare to see, honestly, especially with DeBoer getting the boot in New Jersey a few years back. And uh, one of the staggering stats that I don't think people are looking at is he's picked the one to playoff series. Uh, trying to get lucky number seven. I think uh, that that's a that's a stat in itself because you got to have you look at a guy like Hitchcock in St. Louis that's been losing notoriously year after year despite his run he had this year. You know, winning in the playoffs, winning in the regular season, especially with the Sharks organization, is uh, it's nice to see him doing that. And what Sullivan did with Pittsburgh this year, taking them basically from the doghouse to the Stanley Cup final is pretty uh, pretty immaculate as well. Want to get your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point, um, Anthony. And uh, the fact that Peter DeBoer was kind of, he wasn't run out of town by the Devils organization, but the fact that, you know, it's no secret the fans weren't too appreciative of him and when he left. And I think the reality is that this guy is a good quality NHL coach. And I know he's only had two years in the playoffs, but this guy gets it done in the postseason. And I think that speaks volume to the relationship he has with veteran players. You know, there's no doubting that. I think in the playoffs, you know, you mentioned Ken Hitchcock. Ken Hitchcock has been quoted on saying that the rookies don't matter in the playoffs. You know, it's the veterans, no matter if it's it's a Dinah Zubris or a Joe Thornton, those are the guys who are going to make the, uh, you know, the bigger impacts in the playoffs. And I think Peter DeBoer compliments the veterans and the veteran players, especially the bigger name guys like a Joe Thornton or in, in past years with uh, DeBoer and a Zach Parisi, a Patrick Eliash or Yammer Yager, they compliment him and, and his coaching style. As far as Mike Sullivan goes, it's, yeah, I think, you know, you're probably the first person to really bring this up about um, Sullivan and the fact that this guy hasn't been behind you know an an NHL bench as a head coach since the you know the the lockout days almost 10 years ago with the Boston Bruins and now he comes into Pittsburgh around December or so with a team that was kind of in turmoil and you know a lot of people were probably questioning what uh general manager Jim Rutherford and the team he had put together and now they're in the Stanley Cup finals and whatever Kool-Aid Mike Sullivan has been pouring in Pittsburgh they're drinking it so, yeah, that is a very good point, Anthony. It's uh, two remarkable 
couple of stories in a way what what the coaches have been able to do and uh in this running kind of like you know kind of under the radar per se so i think that's uh that's a fair assessment on both coaches curious to see what he's going to be doing with um I, I i don't for some reason i have a weird inkling i don't i don't see this being the last time that you saw mark andre Fleury play with the eastern conference finals i have i have i have a feeling we're going to see him again in this in this round just uh i I wasn't. I was watching Barry yesterday, and he's what he's done is pretty remarkable. That's a whole other story in itself. But uh, we got to see. I'm curious to see if this wave keeps riding or it crashes. Um, and as you know, sometimes a decision you don't have a lot of leeway or rope. Uh, and I know for the Penguins, they have a decision to make with their goaltender. But I'd be curious to see if Flurry gets back in that in this final. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong there. I think Flurry will get in. Uh, I think Murray probably knows that in the back of his mind, whether he wants to admit it or not. Um, and I think Mike Sullivan does as well. And it's not a it's not a bad thing uh, towards Murray in any way. He has played uh, extremely well. And I was telling someone the other day, and I've exchanged uh, some tweets with guys. It's funny with both these goaltenders between Martin Jones and and Matt Murray is Murray reminds me a lot of Martin Brodeur. And Martin Jones reminds me a lot of Carey Price. So for starters, you know, it's a, a tough life right now uh, for a Sharks or Penguins fans, uh, right? But I, I, I think Murray's the real deal. I think the Penguins will trade Flurry. Uh, I think they should while they can. Uh, I think the timing is right and timing is everything in this business. So I think the wave will keep riding, but I think you'll see flurry in net for the penguins whether he starts or comes in on relief in the near future but this series ends with murray in net i could see i could see that well uh we'll see and uh, i think flurry uh yeah he might get dealt this year there's one team that needs a goaltender and they got a general manager now who's pulled off some pretty immaculate stuff throughout his career and i think toronto might be a possible landing spot there so we'll uh We'll see. Got the number one pick, so we're going to see what happens with that one. But, uh, all right, Kyle, thanks a lot for answering questions, and I love the podcast. Great. Uh, keep up the good work. Hey, thank you, Anthony, and uh, great questions, and you're the plan. So, interesting points there by Anthony from North Jersey. I'm not so sure if I see Flurry going to Toronto, but, uh, hey, Lou Lamarillo keeps things very close to his vest and has had a knack for just pulling things out of a hat that like a magician that none of us would ever expect. So uh, I guess I don't see it, but by the same token, as weird as that sounds, it, it may not surprise me, but I think Flurry would be a, uh, a better fit uh, in Calgary with the Flames, uh, especially with the younger group. And, you know, they I know they were in the playoffs just a couple years ago, but they're almost kind of in, in a bit of a rebuild mode and, and could probably use a guy like Flurry going, going forward. But let me stay on topic here and with the Stanley Cup Finals, and let's go to our next caller here, uh, and I believe I know who this is. It's from Naples, Florida. I'm sure it is John from Naples. You're on McKenna's NHL podcast. What's going on? Hey, Kyle. John from Naples calling again. Just want to get your thoughts. Uh, I know we always talk about who you think is going to win, and we sort of break down and analyze what, what you predict is going to happen, but I want to know, Sharks mm-hmm. or Penguins, who do you want to win? Yeah. Uh, not who you think will win, but who do you want 
I think okay. the Penguins are going to win. I want the Sharks to win. A lot of former New Jersey Devils ties. Obviously, Pete DeBoer, Paul Martin, Dana Zubris, Johan Hedberg is the goalie coach, Larry Robinson as an associate coach. I'll take, uh, I'll take the response off the air. Appreciate the time. Have a good day. The notorious John from Naples again calling. It's funny, John. Um, you know, I have people ask me questions throughout the weeks here. Who is this John from Naples? Um, you're almost getting more attention than this podcast, John. Uh, but once again, another you know good question, which I appreciate. Who do I want to win? I would like to see the San Jose Sharks win. And it's nothing against Pittsburgh. It's nothing against Sidney Crosby. I'm not one of those people who's anti Sidney Crosby and doesn't want to see him win. I think right now the NHL has done a fantastic job at the competitive equality throughout the league. And what I mean by that is, and I believe Gary Bettman said it yesterday in an interview with uh, you know my main man, Kevin Weeks, over the NHL Network, is that what hockey has done so well is and has separated themselves from the other you know major professional sports is at the beginning of the season, every NHL team thinks they have a legitimate shot at making the Stanley Cup playoffs. They do. And so are their fan bases. Unless, of course, maybe one team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. But that might even change next year. We don't know. And once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. The unpredictability in the Stanley Cup playoffs for hockey is like no other. Okay? And with that being said, in the past, you know, we we have seen some um, some teams get close to the, you know, and flirt with the term dynasty but I think that's slowly going to change due to what the you know the league has been able to accomplish with the competitive uh, equality and also the new division realignment. I think that helps teams like the Columbus Blue Jackets, the smaller markets. Um, in the I know not this year, but in the near future, the Carolina Hurricanes, the, um, you know the San Jose Sharks, not those Chicago Blackhawks, LA Kings, Boston Bruins, Detroit Red Wings, New York Rangers. I think this new uh, division alignment will help those other teams. And uh, the Sharks haven't won a Stanley Cup in their 25-year history. I think it would be good for the game of hockey. And I know they're not one of those teams like the Blackhawks, like the Kings, like the Rangers, like I just said. But I think it's important for that fan base. I think it's important for the state of California. I think it adds in a new wrinkle uh, you already have the Ducks and the Kings with the championships. And now if the Sharks were to get one, it would really put the, I think, the final stamp on how far hockey has come. And now you have three teams all the way out west who have been successful, who have won a championship. And once you win a championship, you can't take that banner away from teams, right? Even if there's talks about I know this won't happen in San Jose because they do have such a great passion a fan base out there but even if there's talks about a team moving to wherever it is Oklahoma City or Seattle Quebec yada yada once you win a Stanley Cup banner you cannot take that away that's it um, and hey on top of that I think the Sharks have been really exciting to watch and even from the the non-hockey fans point of view I think they would be an attractive team where Hey, a guy who's not, you know, the non-hockey fan would would want to watch the Sharks and take, you know, the extra initiative to to watch them and to watch the finals. Um, so I would like to see the Sharks win. And I know you mentioned John how you think the Penguins are going to win, but you want the Sharks. You know, if the Penguins win last night. Look, they came out and they ran all over and around the Sharks. 
And I think at first glance, people might be in a bit of panic mode. But look, that's not the real San Jose Sharks. It's not the same Sharks team who made it this far and and beat the Kings, the Predators, and Ken Hitchcock and the St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference Finals. It's not the same team. You know, there's some adjustments teams have to go through when you're coming all the way from the West to the East. The time changes, your daily routines, what time you get to the rink, what time you wake up to eat breakfast, you know, what time they're going to juggle the soccer ball in the hallways, all that changes and players have to adopt to that. And I think that's what we saw um, in effect with the San Jose Sharks during the first period was a team that maybe just wasn't, I want to use the word prepared, but yeah, they may have left left their legs on the bus, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, hey, in the second period, they came out and they played Sharks hockey and they won the period and they played well up until, you know, as the third period went on, it, you know, the momentum went back to Pittsburgh and the Penguins deserved to win the game. Um, and I know most people are, are probably asking, you know, what's the stat for the team, the the teams in the Stanley Cup Finals who win Game One and go on to win the uh, the Stanley Cup, and it is pretty high. It's it's close to eighty percent of the time uh, for teams who go on to win Game One, go on to win the Stanley Cup. And another thing to keep in mind is that the Pittsburgh Penguins were the first team from the Eastern Conference to win Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals since. 2006 with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Edmonton Oilers. Um, but even with that being said, I still I want the Sharks. Sure, I'm going to say it. I want the San Jose Sharks to win, and I think they can. And I think this is going to be a shorter series than people think. I think the San Jose Sharks are going to win in six games. And I can fill in more about this with our our third question here, which was over Twitter. I have a question from uh, Jeffrey Falker. Sharks lost game one, turnovers hurt. Yes, they did. They had 21. Uh, the Penguins only had, I believe, 15. Uh, what adjustments do they need to make and rebound and win game two? Uh, I think the obvious is you, ne- you need to have a better start. Start peppering Murray or, you know, early on and get more traffic in front of him. I think he was able to see too many of his shots. And I think this playoffs, I mean, how many goals have we seen from the point or deflections, you know, redirects for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, just look at last year's with the Blues. You had Joe Pavelski in front of the net, Hurdle, um, and, you know, you had Brett Burns actively involved in the offense as and only, you know, a handful of defensemen have recorded uh, more points than Brent Burns has in a single postseason run, and those guys are Brian Leach, Al McGinnis, Ray Bork. Um, So I think he's in good company there, and I think that, you know, it was just a reminder that, you know, the Sharks just need to find a way to get him a little more involved, maybe get him some more shots. He finished the game with three shots, which, you know, it isn't terrible, but I'm sure Brett Burns will tell you he'd like a few more. Um, and then, you know, even to get more shots to the net to get those guys, like I mentioned before, like Pavelski to deflect them. I feel like Murray, look, I, I always say give credit where it's due. I think Murray's played fantastic, but I think another part of it is, the Penguins do a really good job at blocking shots and and filling, you know, closing and filling up those shot lanes. So that's one thing the Sharks are going to have to adjust to. And I, I think they will because they have numerous weapons. They have they have Brett Burns on the point and Thornton and Marlowe, um, Paul Martin. All these guys can, can be playmakers and find new creative ways to uh, be productive for the Sharks as they've proven time and time over again, not only in the regular season, but in this playoff run. So I think, you know, Murray, you got to think that you got to just challenge this guy a little more. 
and just get more bodies to the net along with those pucks going to the net from the point. I think that's where the Sharks will, you know, find some success. But as I move on from there, uh, I, I do, I generally believe that the Sharks will come back and win this series. And even though the odds in history, and even though, you know, the stats are technically against them, considering they lost game one, you know, you have to keep in mind that this was the best road team during the regular season. They've been average throughout the playoffs. Not bad. They've been average, so it could be worse. But this team has been fantastic on home ice. So San Jose, they lose last game by one goal. You know, really, it probably, you know, probably could have gone either way. I know the Penguins did, you know, outplay the Sharks towards the end of the third period. But the Sharks still, they, they were right there. They tried to weather the storm, which is something you kind of have to do. That's the reality when you're playing in game one of the Stanley Cup Finals and on the road um, in front of a loud and passionate Pittsburgh Penguins fan base. But hey, this team has been fantastic on home ice. Uh, in the playoffs, they weren't in the regular season, but they they flicked on that switch, and teams that know how to flick on that switch are successful, and they go on to win championships. And I think that's what San Jose will do. I think they'll win Game Two. Look, you, you did what you had to do. You you took one out of Pittsburgh, and it, you know it was Game Two. Now you win Game Two, and now you go back home where you've been so successful this past two months. Um, so maybe losing Game One in a way was a blessing in disguise for the Sharks. If you're San Jose, that's the way you have to look at it. And if you're Pittsburgh, that's got to be in the back of your mind. Hey, we need to win game two because we're going back to the Shark Tank where they've been really successful. And all of a sudden, a 1-1 series could be 3-1 in less than a week. So thank you again, everyone, for the questions and tuning in to McKenna's NHL podcast, especially to John from Naples and Anthony from North Jersey for your phone calls. And hey, We should maybe look to do this again sometime, maybe even over a whole meal of food, maybe north of the border at Don Cherry's, little Don Cherry's action. And anyway, if you'd like to have a question over the podcast or featured in an article of mine, you can always tweet at me at kmckenna underscore tlt5 and just be sure to use the hashtag McKenna's Digest and I'll be sure to answer your question. Game two is tomorrow night at eight o'clock, so I can hope you can all tune in. Enjoy the finals.